Man United podcast with Vincent Monty. Welcome. Welcome aboard. We're back again. Hey, it's been a really busy week. Especially for myself. I mean, I've been on the radio. I mean, for you, it's it's probably a normal thing. You reckon? Yeah. Nah, You're used man. to these, you know, big interviews and being on tally or being on the radio. Yeah, I guess so, but it depends what what you're talking what about. you're talking about. Yeah. Well, obviously, suicide prevention day yesterday. Uh, I was on the radio about that, and I think it's opened up. It opened up a lot of uh, old wounds, so to speak. Yeah, so how did that come about then? Well, Craig messaged me the day before, just asking if I'd go on um, BBC Radio Stoke for an interview about Suicide Prevention Day and talk about Man United and how it's helped me. And man, did I say some things. Hmm, I guess you did, mate. <laughs> I guess you did. Yeah, but say... Uh, I didn't intend to go on the radio. But uh, you did. No, I didn't intend to. <laughs> I intended to go on the radio, don't get me wrong, and talk about mental health and how Men United helps people. But like I told you earlier, I didn't intend to go on and tell people about your life. About my attempt. Yeah? Okay. Now we're talking. Now, now we're getting somewhere here. Yeah, so obviously I went on uh, and I opened up and openly told people that I attempted my life a few years ago. And I'm guessing by you being able to then share that with the nation, with people that you didn't even knew about what you were going through how did that make you feel at the point when you were saying what you were saying how did that make you feel Ew. like 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 i said earlier i, I, I felt empty in a good way yeah it felt like i'd released it and I've, it's gone you must have held it for so long in it yeah a while obviously only a few people Two, two or three people knew about it. Yeah. Uh, but now, everybody knows. And you're free, man. So you can feel better for it. I didn't, I, it didn't click in, honestly. It didn't click in what I'd said until a few hours after the interview. Just numb. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think I might have said that in the interview today. <laughs> Because I, I, uh, I told Ash about being on the radio. And she was like, how did you go? Yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, but then I might have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing because you can see Dan's facial expression right now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a squint of the eyes and the... I, little finger. I didn't give a foul away. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. This no, is but brilliant. no, but honestly, 
I didn't click in a few hours until after the interview that I that I'd said what I said. That you basically that, tried to yeah. take your own life. Yeah. And there you go. As you have heard Dan share his part of the story on Radio Stoke. If you can see his smile on his face now. Beaming, mate. You can see his facial expressions. That's what sometimes talking does to you. Without worrying about the judgment of other people, you can release something that's been holding you back for so long. And just be free. And today's conversations are going to be very important for the listeners. And I hope you can take something on board from what we're going to share and enjoy it. Oh, I'm pretty sure they'll enjoy what we've got to say. I mean, we've we've got a lot of messages from Men Unite members. So I posted in the group the other day. If you wish to share a little bit about your story, we can read it out on the podcast. And I've got some messages. I've got emails. I've got private messages. I've got people that have commented in the Men Unite group. So we've got a lot to go through there. And I, th- I think it's, it's good because obviously yesterday was Suicide Prevention Day. And on a personal note, with me doing that interview for Suicide Prevention Day, it, f- it feels like I've closed that chapter. If you get what I mean, yeah, I've closed that. I've closed the pages on that book now, and I think I've I've done it in a good style on Suicide Prevention Day. Ah, that's amazing, red carpet style. Yes, red carpet style, suited and booted. Let's go. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. so obviously, you were also on the radio talking in the morning, weren't you? Indeed, I was. How did that go for you? It went well, you know. Obviously, like you mentioned earlier, for me, it must be a bit easy, easier. Yeah. Oh, but it still hit like a little, little space again. Yeah, yeah. I obviously had to rewind my life a little bit and speak about a lot of the things that made me feel the way I felt. But I enjoyed it due to the fact that we're here to help other men speak. And it was good, man. It was good. It was better than what I expected. Yeah. I think I'd speak about it more openly now, and I'm so honest with myself. And I don't really care about what anyone's got to say about me anymore in regards of what I suffered with and what I went through it's just it was just good and to give this men the courage to speak I, I enjoyed it man so because it's not the first time for you is it like you've opened up about your mental health because you did it did you first did you first do it on was it Sky News first did it with with, with Vale with Vale in October I think 2018 yeah and even when I first did it in front of the cameras, it was quite nerve-wracking to be yeah. fair. Because obviously, the usual thing, what are they going to say about me? Yeah. How are people going to take this? But then, I sort of blocked that out. And 
just fired away. They shared my story, had good good feedbacks, and a lot of people came out, spoke about their own issues. They DM me, um, came to the club as well to speak to me about their own problems, and it was good. And then that's when I realised that there was an actual big stigma in men's about speaking, and they were they were worried about being judged. So I thought, you know what, I need to give these people that come over to me, I need to give them the belief that in their days, it's them against themselves. Yeah, 100%. So when when I did the interview yesterday, I did touch on the stigma part, because there still is a stigma. Still is. Still, and I think there always there always will be a stigma behind it. Yeah, it's, it's massive, especially... We, I, I, I go back to probably the generation before me, yeah. the way men have been brought up, and in this day and age, in this generation now, where we're starting to raise awareness and make guys, men, understand that it's okay to cry, it's okay to speak. Some people still find it hard because of the way they've been brought up in this like they say, this matchman world. Yeah. And it's hard to sometimes get these guys to think differently just because how their dad behaved or how their uncles behaved or what they were used to seeing. And it, that's, that's in the past, I say. It's now taking care of yourself. Because if, you, if we can't take care of myself, for example, if I can't take care of myself, you, then you can't take care of yourself. Yeah. And whoever's listening to this, if you can't take care of yourself, how are you eventually going to be able to take care of your family? And not a lot of the times, bro. <coughs> Sorry. Frog in his throat. <laughs> Got a frog in there. Get Sorry. it out. Get it out. No, a lot of the times, yeah, we feel good by helping other people. Oh, definitely. There you go. But then, when we, we ain't got someone to help, we feel down. Mm. You get me? We're like in this dark place or you don't know what to do with yourself because you ain't got no one to help because the person who you helped have actually been able to move on and found happiness within themselves so you have to sometimes or a lot of times take care of your own mental state oh yeah so they, they say don't <coughs> uh, take care of yourself before they take you take care of others amen so but most of the time, we don't take care of ourselves. No. And I think a lot of people are guilty of doing that. I think, yeah, it's quite common, isn't it? Yeah. Very common. Because sometimes, I could, be str- I could be struggling, help somebody out of the Men United group, and that kind of masks that feeling. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But now, when I'm struggling, I'll talk to people about it. I will... I won't hide it away as much as I used to. Don't get me wrong, some days, some days, I do find myself hiding things away, but then there's that little kick up the ass. Little kick. Just that little kick up the right, ass. Yeah. It's like, why are you hiding it? Why are you hiding it for? Don't. I think it's amazing how you're now at that stage where you can realise those little things that you're hiding. Yeah. And then you're able to then kick yourself mm. and be like, you know, what, why are you hiding that for? Yeah. And that's what we got to try and 
understand as humans, as men especially, that no matter how small it is, you've got to speak. Because the little small, like blocks, little blocks, keep piling up, piling up, and then you get to the top and then I'm fucked. What am I going to do now? You get me? Yeah. So the hardest thing is for anyone is to speak up about mental health. Because it's such a grey subject. Yeah. Like, if if we went down the street and said to someone, what do you think about mental health? I guarantee most of them would shy away from that question and keep walking. They will. They will. But, obviously, why do you think that is? I know we've discussed that a lot, and we'll keep saying we've got to speak. Is it still because it's not embedded in people's brains? I've said it before. It should be taught in schools. It's got to start somewhere. It's got to start at least in primary school, mm-hmm. year six. Teach kids. Yeah, you've got you've got to have that mental health class in primary school and high school. Yeah, it's got to be embedded. What obviously you growing up in in the UK, yeah, English parents. In my, my Colombian parents, and when I was growing up as a kid, seeing my cousin cry, yeah. same age as me, boy, and my auntie used to say to him things like, "Don't cry, only girls cry." I think things like that have got to change. Yeah, stop, stop being a pansy. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. I think that that got to change because then you then bringing up a a boy to believe that he can't cry or moan about things that are hurting him. So where do we start from our own home, and then in schools? Schools have got to understand and teach these kids as what they are: kids, humans. Yeah. And humans cry. Whether you're a female, a, a man, a boy, a girl, a guy, whatever you are, but more importantly, boys, because we're seen as we can't cry because we are guys, yeah. we are men, we're boys. I mean, there's times in in the past at high school where a boy, be, a, a boy might hurt himself, I don't know, playing football or whatever, and he started crying. I'm like, oh, stop being a big girl, man. Yeah. Stop picks off foot, stop being a big girl. Starts from young then. Yeah. Right. It does start from young. Starts from straight young. away. Straight away. Start believing in in this crying is not for boys. Crying is not for men. It's not. It's bullshit. Big it's bullshit. Big big bullshit, homie. <laughs> I see Columbia, you grew up in Columbia. What was it like? What is the what is it like in Columbia? Columbia, please tell me. Beautiful country. Because where, I'm, I'm getting where, where the best coffee comes from. I'm going to mention it again. Okay. <laughs> I watch a lot of Netflix, mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they talk about coffee a lot, don't they? <laughs> I'd say. Right. I'd say. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk about coffee. Is it bananas? Because they do Colombian bananas, bananas. Well, you know, and sweets. Have you ever have you ever Ooh. been to a shop and you've 
and you and you grab like an Ollie and then it says Colum 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 Columbina. No. I'm I'm gonna get you one. See, we make some good stuff. Oh you know. no, yeah. Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> We're nearly there. <laughs> no, it's obviously cocaine, ain't it? It's cocaine, homie. Yeah. Cocaine. Yes. It's nah. cocaine masks a beautiful country. Yeah, I think Colombia's a beautiful, beautiful country. But I think the name that's been given by what's gone on, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Pablo Emilio Escobar Gaviria, el rey, el king of Colombia, basically. <laughs> nah, like the, gay, the name that's got given to the country just based on what he did is, is quite bad. Yeah. And. Even that to the extent that we're talking about mental health, a lot of Colombia sometimes Colombian people feel down because every time you go to you go somewhere, oh, where are you from, mate? Colombia. Colombia. Oh, can you give us some cocaine, please? Yeah. You get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, if you're not mentally strong, sometimes you're already being down because you're being judged, judged by something that someone yeah. did that you don't even know. No. No, no. But it is a it's a beautiful country, man. But it's like for me, it taught me a lot because from a young age I was I saw a lot of things. Yeah, that probably a kid wouldn't want to see or hear. Not in my family, obviously. But yeah, like when I used to go out to kick the ball and just play normal kiddie games with my friends. I used to just hear drive by, bang, 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 bang. Obviously, as a kid. It's like it's scary, you get me? Yeah. Loose, lost, bullet could hit you, so you have to like duck down, forget about playing football, you just like hold your head hoping nothing happens to you. And then seeing all of that growing up, I've I've said it a lot of times but I didn't even know you could earn a living from playing football. Yeah. All I used to see was older kids that were coming from the town next to where I was born, they were basically sicarios, hitmen. Yeah. Like, well, I, was, I was born in a, in, a, in a place called, grew up in a place called La Paila Valle, which is not, I would say, not far from Cali. Yeah. And next to my town, there was a town called Sarsal Valle. And that town was full of... It was a cartel. Cartel yeah. town, uh, full of cartel members. And what they used to do, they used to basically come over to my town to protect the town because it was such a good place where you had obviously all the nightclubs, all the night bars. So they didn't want that to be disrupted or be ruined by people that were always taking drugs. or Yeah. So it was like a nice town. But then as a kid, seeing all those other people coming over from that town in nice cars, in nice motorbikes, and had all the nice things, it was like, I wonder what they do. Obviously, as a kid, I didn't know, but yeah. I wanted to be like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one day, my mom rang me, and obviously, she had to leave the country due to the fact that she wanted a better life for me. So she left the country and came over to the UK eventually. And she rang me, What do you want to do when you're, <laughs> when you're, when, when you grow up, Christian? And I said, oh, I want to have the life that the people from Sarsal had. 
which I don't know the way. No. And then one of my close friends got killed. Uh, I think he was between 13 and 14, got killed. So she don't need to get out of the country. Because obviously as a kid, I was very aggressive. Yeah. And if I used to see a fight, I used to just, even if he was in my fight, I used to just jump in, throw a few punches and just run out. Uh, I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that. And then obviously when I came over to the UK, it was good, man. Because different culture. Obviously it was hard, but it was just like an eye opener. Yeah. This is how normal people, like for me at the time, it's like, oh, people go to normal, work, people yeah. work here, yeah. do that. But then me, then I got to see how hard my mum had to work to get me. Yeah. She was, I went to see my mum having to live in a shared house. And I was thinking, oh, I had it nice in Colombia, thinking my mum was living good up here. But no, she was struggling to give me the good things I had in Colombia. Yeah. And then my whole mind, mindset changed. I don't think I had a fight since. 2000 and what since, since I was 12. Since I've been 12, I've not had an actual fight. No way. And I had about 100 in there from when 6 you? till 10. So like my whole mindset changed just from seeing the struggle when we're going through. But yeah, Colombia, beautiful country. If you ever want coffee, shout me and I'll get you some. Colombian, and I mean coffee. Colombian, Colombian coffee. coffee. Best in the world. No, I don't, I, to be fair, I don't, I'm not a hot drinker. Tea? No, uh, no. No tea? No, no, no. I only started having tea the other day. No way. I swear to you. And it's weird because obviously my whole family drink coffee. Yeah. And tea have you, and have, you, have you told them? Yeah, my missus loves it now. Yeah. So I'm always making a cup of tea. On tea and his tea. <laughs> is, it, is it a good cup of tea though? That's, that's the question. Ah, uh, proper good, man. Yeah. Like, I'll, make, I'll make you one, or you'll, you'll start having tea at home. I've actually, I've actually got a new, new nickname for you. New nickname? Yeah. So it's not Monty, so I've gone from... Oh, it is. I'm not sure if you saw the Port Vale Twitter. Go on. So this is all new to me now. Okay. I'm not sure if you saw it the other day when you were playing against... Was it Tuesday night? Oh, I don't even, I've seen it, but I don't even, don't even go there. Because I'm Monty, Monty, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because when I went on, when I went on tw- Twitter to check how you were doing, because I am a nice guy. Yeah. I, like, I didn't think you was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I went on Twitter to see how you were doing. Okay. And I was on the Men Unite podcast Twitter. So, I think he's lying. I'm not lying, mate. I'm not <laughs> lying. It's coming up. I'll get it up here. Here you are. Here you are. Six minutes in. Magic Monty. Magic Monty. Christian Montano channels in an Edding Azard as he weaves through the Tramier midfield and defence before before playing the ball into Robertson. There you go. You know where I learned how to Magic run like that? Monty. <laughs> you know where I learned how to run like that? Go on. In Colombia, man. The Colombian streets. <laughs> in the Colombian streets, man. Wait, I started imagining. I'm back in Colombia playing football. Let's have some fun. Big fun. Big fun. No, but when I saw that tweet, mate, 
I actually straight away retweeted it, yeah? I retweeted that tweet and quoted new ni new nickname from now on. Wait until the next episode. <laughs> so now what's my new nickname? Magic Monty. Magic Monty. I think I'm gonna change my name on Instagram as well. Do it. Magic but then but then is it getting class with Magic Mike? Have you seen the film Magic Mike? I haven't did. Well, yeah. It's different, isn't it? You have. I think I have. I've seen it a few times. <laughs> uh, oh, nah. nah. I'm lying. <laughs> no, I've seen it a few times, but it's only because the wife's had it on. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and you like Magic Mike. Well, I watched it. <laughs> Nothing did, wrong with did, that. Did you like Magic Mike? How, how, how was it? I enjoyed Magic Mike. <laughs> Did. Oh man, this is brilliant. <laughs> I enjoyed Magic Mike, don't get me wrong, it's good film. What, what did, what Brilliantly did, directed. And what did what did you like about it? <laughs> they inspiring. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the the um storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the story. I know it's a good film, no. but you don't want to get mixed up with that, surely. No, 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 no. So, shall we? I think we'll stick to Monty. Yeah, stick to Monty. No, no magic, Monty. No magic, no. No magic here, man. Might be. Might be. But there's magic. no, no. So, no, mate. When I saw that, <laughs> my, my brain was like, I think Monty. <laughs> I could, you know what, I should have done, and I've oh, kicked myself now, I should have done it. What was it thing? I should have put your face on Magic Mike. Oh my god, imagine if you did that. <laughs> no. I saw it, man. I thought, I've got, I had to do it. No, you didn't. You know. No, you should have done the, the face. The face, yeah. yeah. And then tag Port Vale in it. Yeah, obviously, I should have. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Big time, mate. <laughs> right, we're going to have a quick water break. And then after the break, we are going to go through some stories that the Men Unite members have sent in. So, let's drink. Stay tuned in. Tuning, tuning, tuning. And we're back again. We've just had a little water break after the conversation we've had. And we've also recapped on what we've said. And now, we are about to share a few of the emails and messages that Feds have received from the group. Oh yes, I have. And let me say one thing. These guys have been very brave. They should feel proud of themselves. And I should pass it on to Bids because he's got the messages. I have indeed, mate. And like, obviously, you say it's brave. It is very brave. Even if you want to be anonymous about it, you're still being brave because you've emailed someone or messaged someone your story. That's what I'm saying. It's story. Big brave. So it doesn't it's matter if you're anonymous. Yeah. To the world, at the moment, anonymous. But now. Bids knows 
who this person is so I'm sure you'll be listening and what I want to say is well done be proud of yourself and Biz will now share his story for you guys so this is the first one it is anonymous and we'll start it off in Go beautiful on. fashion because the message starts with A up bids. A up bids. It was 2.36 in the morning on the 16th of July 2018. That was it. I'd made my plan. Bottle of whiskey and 48 paracetamol. Get in the car, drive somewhere secluded and do it. Letters were written to my wife, daughter and son, as well as my parents. Just as I were, just as I was about to set out, I had an overwhelming urge to just give my wife and kids the last kiss. As I walked up the stairs as quiet as I could, my daughter, six at the time, suddenly woke up and asked why I was fully dressed, and what was I doing? What could I say? I told her, Daddy was going to the shop for some milk. But the shops are shut, Daddy. She stumped me. I retreated back up downstairs, put the bottle of whiskey and tablets back. She'd saved my life. What if she hadn't, what if she hadn't woke? Simply, I wouldn't be here. I then sought help. Didn't speak of the thoughts of suicide. But what was causing them? Talking helped. It released the dark feelings. I'm since happy as I've ever been. And being part of Men Unite has made this possible. Being able to give something back, helping out fellow men. It gives me a purpose in life. The group has helped to forge me into the man I am now. So, so thank you Craig and Ron and all the other admin and members. Thank you. What a powerful powerful message I read that to, I read that today when it was sent to me and phew, it hit me well just listening to it it hit me as well it's amazing just how he was basically saved yeah by, by his daughter. daughter yeah and yeah I would say that was his angel man that was his angel guardian angel I think I think kids in general sh- should be if you've got kids that is they should be the purpose of why you want to be here. Yeah. And Matt's just proved it. Proved it. In this case it proved it. And if you haven't got kids there's someone in your life. Yeah, like your mum, dad, mom, brother, anything that I'm sure you love. And they love you too. So don't do it. Speak and open up. 
But that story is powerful, man. I'm, I'm, yeah. like, I'm a bit shaken up, man. Yeah, it's uh, you got me earlier when 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 it was sent over to him. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's that's that's. But to honestly, to the guy that sent me, absolutely amazing courage. Yeah. Big respect to you, man. So we'll just whiz through some more. We've obviously this is off the the Men United group. Obviously, it's a closed group. Um, only members can see it. Uh, so we've got Dan. From Wales. And from Wales. I struggle most days at the moment due to loads of different things that I've happened that I that has happened from childhood. I always bottled it up and hid away. And when I spoke out in the past my mates have not bothered with me and said I've messed up. But now I'm an open book. Amen. Yes, love it. If I'm struggling to speak out, and if people don't want to know me, it's their loss. So, currently, things that help me cope are talking to this amazing group, i.e., Men Unite. Family and friends, also watching quiz shows or walking miles with a podcast. Are you listening to this podcast, boy? I am going hey to listen to this podcast. Hey, <laughs> boy. So, uh, yes, uh, walking the miles with a podcast is really helping. And I'm more confident in meeting up with friends and doing stuff. And then he said that I was amazing and a legend and... He loved the podcast, so that's a nice ending to it. Nice ending. But I'm, I'm loving the fact that he's obviously opened up. He's, he's got that point of his childhood where that there are his triggers, and finally he's stopped listening to those that have said that it's his fault and he's messed up, and he, he's got things that help him cope. Yeah. Which is an amazing point that you just raised there. And well done to Dan. Dan. Dan from Wales. From Wales. Well done to you, man. And a big well done for being able to identify the things that you know make you feel better. Listen to the podcast, listening to or opening up to your family or to people without worrying about being judged anymore yeah big well done to you and a lot of respect dan big up yourself man yeah keep it going bro appreciate that message next one um danny again from men unite men unite yeah, member danny dan danny and dan biddles oh yes <laughs> so danny's message is every day is a chore at the moment, but I just keep going. I'm not always able to do what needs to be doing, and I've pretty much lost interest in all my hobbies, one of which was my job before COVID. I try to go walking whenever motivation allows, which isn't often, 
the kids are back to school now, so at least some sort of routine is in place. Okay. okay. So it looks like looks like Danny's obviously missing his routine, and I get that because my routine went out the window and has has been for the past six seven months. Yeah. Due to COVID, so I can relate to that. I can relate to that as well because when it all started as well, obviously it was football, knowing when I was going to train, take, I was taking my little boy to nursery, picking him up, and I knew what I was, like all the plans, the summer plans, mm-hmm. plans to see my mum as well, which I've not seen for two, two years now, yes. which hit me, so, yeah. but what I did do, I then had to think back that it wasn't just me that was going through COVID situation, and realised that it was Everyone, everyone, well, yeah, not just me. So what I had to do, I did what Danny mentioned there. Started going for walks. Mm-hmm. Started taking. Boy, it, see, it seems like it seems like in Danny's message that he's he's lost that motivation because he, he he put I try go I try go walking whenever motivation allows. Oh, so feel a bit off. If and buts and yeah. knows. I think for me, it was finding an advice that I would give to people, to listeners, is as hard as times may be, focus on a, on a purpose sometimes. It could be your kids. It could be anything that you value. And that would actually help you get out of bed because you've got yeah. that purpose in your life. Yeah. Whatever that purpose may be, it will actually help you get out of, of bed when you're not feeling up to it. And that's what I did at the start of this COVID. Yeah. I actually find my purpose, my kids, yeah. my my enjoyment for fitness. My at the time I when, when when COVID started I was experiencing like some little um, injury issues that I was encountering and I had to focus on that. Yeah. You know, I wanna be back as strong as I can. Focus on this, focus on that. So I have like a different focus. Yeah, so I think I think COVID's. I spoke to quite a few people, and quite a few people have mentioned that COVID has done them a world of good because they've actually been able to focus on themselves. Yeah. So indeed. you're a prime example there. A prime example. Make the most of certain situations. I know it, it was hard time. I'm like for me. Personally speaking, it was the best time due to the fact that I was actually able to spend quality time with my kids. Yeah. And that's a moment in time that I will never get back. No. And I will never be able to experience that again. Probably when I retire, whenever that may be, I'll be able to spend more time with my kids, but then I've missed a lot of time with them again. Yeah, that's it. But Danny... Big up yourself again for being open and honest with us and with the listeners. And I think Dan Fiddle has got another message. Maybe. Yeah, we've got a few. We've, we've got, got a few. few. Which I'm pretty proud of because obviously these, these guys have uh, done well for open up. Yeah, big up yourself. Man. So this next message is from Paul who is also in the Men United group. Mine started when I got back 
from a tour of Afghanistan. My anger was through the roof and it led me spending time in prison for assault and affray. When I got out I soon found myself raising two young children on my own for about two years. Then I was caring for my mother who was terminally ill with cancer. She passed away then I found myself in a deep dark place not feeling good enough for anyone or anything. I have the most amazing wife who helps me battle through thoughts even though sometimes I treat her like shit. I had to go get help and was put on antidepressants and I opened up and talked about and talked to my dad about this. I'm still not 100% what I'm getting there. If it weren't for my kids, I probably wouldn't be here right now. But I have an amazing wife and friends. So please don't give up guys. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And some of you might just be at the start of the tunnel. But one step at a time, you will get there. Is that from again? That is Paul. He's a Man United, yes. Man United member. Paul. Hats off to you, man. From the story, from the start, all the pressure building up, man. Well, it must have been a lot of pressure for him coming out of, coming back from a war zone in Afghanistan for a start. Not know to then facing prison time. Yeah. To then coming out to raising two kids on your own. Oh, yes. To them, the news of your mother mm-hmm. being there for her. And to the way you ended that message, it's incredible. And what you said about it's a slow process, don't give up. That's so true, man. Like nothing in life is easy, especially with regards to mental health or emotional health issues. you got to take your time with it. Don't be too judgmental of yourself. And guys, I think that is a prime example of how down you could feel, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And for Paul, he knew what, he knows what his purpose is. His kids. Yeah, he's found that. And he's found that and he's been able to identify that his kids are so important to him and he's got a reason to keep fighting. But more importantly, Keep fighting for yourself, man. A lot of love to you, man. Hats off. Big respect. Big up yourself, man. Say a post like that <coughs> could quite easily help somebody. Yeah. Because they, they can look at that post and think, well, I haven't got it that bad. Yeah. You know? That's what I'm saying, man. I haven't, I haven't got it that bad, so you know, why should I be feeling like this? I know it's not, it's not a wrong thing, you know. You, you may be feeling like down or depressed or whatever you want to put it. But for me, my opinion would be, man, why am I feeling like that when yeah. I've just heard that? Yeah, that is right, man. That could 
you're gonna, with that pose, you're gonna help and encourage and give a lot of guys power to speak up and to realize that they can keep going. And guys, keep going, man. Keep going. Don't stop. I've got to. There's <laughs> no option. There's no option, man. Only options. Keep smiling. As hard as it may be sometimes. But, like that saying, that says, basically keep going, man. Keep going. It's Never okay. give up. It's okay not to be okay. Like I said earlier, I meant to say it's okay not to be okay. I said it's okay to be okay. Please. Right, so we got a, we'll do one more. Again, anonymous post. Anonymous uh, post. Yeah, this was sent um, via my direct message on Facebook. So this isn't on the group. Okay, yeah, this so is this is someone reaching out who isn't a part of Man United. Saying so, again. give respect to you yeah. again. Not even in the group. Say, so yeah, I, I don't want this podcast to be aimed just for Man United members. And this, this message prime example is good because this is what i want prime example we're here for everyone yes we are um struggle daily cheery facebook posts are a mask a coping mechanism from being mentally exhausted from everyday battle of trying to keep everyone else together and strong sure Simple, effective. And my message to that person who just sent that anonymous message is sometimes take a step back and focus on you. Yeah, you've got to give time to yourself. You've got to give time to yourself. Because all the pressure of helping others. Like me and Dan spoke, spoke about this yeah, we have. earlier on in the, in the podcast. Where by helping others, sometimes we mask away our feelings and our thoughts, and it can't be like that because then once you ain't got no one to do things for, you're gonna feel lost. Yeah, and I could end it with a saying that I picked up recently that, and it, it goes pretty well with that message of helping other people and not helping yourself. Yeah, if you're on a plane, you're going on holiday. Before the plane takes off, you get instructions. And if the oxygen mask comes down, the first thing they say is put it on yourself first before you reach out to help other people. Because if you don't do that, while you're helping the other individuals without having your mask on, you could die. Yeah. Or something could happen to you, and then you're not then able to help the, your kids or whoever you're going on holiday with. Then you die. They could potentially die as well. So take care of yourself first, and then like that, you'll be full of energy to help others. Well, that's it. When you start looking after yourself, you gain more energy. Yeah. Indeed, you do. Positive energy. Positive. All starts with your own thoughts. What you think, you feel. Well, you hit me with a big start earlier, and I was very shocked. A big start. Big fat. What was that? 
and I didn't even know myself, you know, I found out this, from reading. This start, um, when you told me about it, I was like, wow. And I, didn't, I swear to you, I didn't even know, so I was reading something, obviously, about mental health, obviously, trying to get more knowledge, and I've read something that the human brain has, we basically have over 70,000 thoughts a day. Without realizing seventy seven thousand a day thoughts subconsciously, and we don't even realize sometimes subconsciously, and then we just do. We always pick out the negative because it's it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, so easy to pick out that negative thought. I'm gonna be thinking too much about this. So tomorrow, so, I will right. probably think in every thought that crops up in my head. I'm gonna write down two. Three, four. You're gonna write it down, isn't it? Yeah. Get on your notepad and write it down. Man. I don't think I've got enough space. I think you'll have a lot. Seventy thousand. Seventy thousand thoughts. I get day. bored. I think I get bored. And they're all different as well. That's that's mad. Yeah. I didn't think that. Yeah. But then you know, you know when you realise, you know, like when you're just sat down somewhere and all of a sudden all these things are coming into your mind. Yeah. And you're thinking, why am I thinking that? Mainly at night for me. Yeah, like, why am I thinking that? Yeah. That happened to you? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. it happens to me all the time, man. It happened to me today, actually, and I can't remember what I was thinking about, but it was something so stupid. Like, so stupid. <laughs> and I was like, I just went, like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's mad. That's mad. Stop! <laughs> Stop that! Stop that now! <laughs> I, tell my, I had to tell myself off. <laughs> you know? It happens to me sometimes at home, you know. So I think I've got to do something upstairs. Yeah. And as I'm halfway up the stairs, I forget and I'm thinking about something and I'm like, why yeah. did I come upstairs for? Yeah. What did I come up here for? What am I doing? And then I end up doing something else. Like, I convince myself that I came upstairs to do yeah. this and I do something and I go back downstairs and I'm like, shit. Yeah. That's what I was meant to do upstairs. Clicks in. Crazy, man. Clicks it's Crazy in. how the mind works. I was like, um, that starts just like, when you told me, I was like, wow. I, I swear to you, I was shocked. When I was reading it, I had to literally scroll all the way down and scroll back up and see if I was reading the right thing. 70,000 thoughts. Maybe it's like the thought, because obviously when you're, when you're on the phone, the thought of scrolling down and the thought of scrolling up, so they're counting all them kind of thoughts, yeah, aren't they? Must be. Yeah. Must be. Yeah, I'm mate. I'm reading too much into it. Yeah. I was thinking, nah, I must be crazy or something. Nah, I'll close that off, mate. <laughs> like, we're thinking now of what to say. I don't know what to that's say. That's a thought. There you go. So that's one. So that's, you know, that could be me 50,000 50, thought of the day. But still, and it's quarter past eight. You've got a few more to go. Still thinking now. Thoughts, guys, go on. <laughs> But that's probably without even thoughts that you have yeah. when you're reading something. Yeah. It could be when you just sat home. Or I, I'm now I'm now thinking about what you're about to say. But I don't know what I'm, what I'm going to say. Exactly. <laughs> so you all these thoughts, mate, are bonkers. Yeah, can they count? Nah. Nah. <laughs> don't believe what you read on the internet, guys. No. Don't believe it. Because you had me thinking... All day, I, the first thing See? I've done, 
I think I don't when I walked in. I said, Dan, do you know we have 75 imports a day? <laughs> and I have been thinking about that. During the podcast. So now, finally, I've cleared it up. We may have that many thoughts a day. We may not. We may have more. We may have more. We may have less. We may have less. Who knows? You know. I know. I know. know. You know as well. Nah, it's been... It's been an amazing... It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasurable experience. In time to be able to share all the stories. And I hope it gives you guys who have not found the strength and courage to speak. Now you know that and realize that you're not the only one going through whatever you're going through. And remember, what you think is how you end up end, end up feeling and it's how you end up acting. But while you're thinking that, just tell someone, share it, write it down, see it with your own eyes. And then you can then redirect those thoughts into something else. Amen. Amen. Tell you what, we will leave the listeners on. Because I dipped in the voice messages oh, on the podcast. More. We've got more. So I'm going to leave the listeners with um, the two voice notes. Voice notes that were sent in. We've got two more, I'll say, brave guys. Yeah. That should feel proud of themselves. And they decided to leave Dan Biddle. Two voice notes. Oh, they did. And this is how we'll end the podcast with these two brave guys. So, fire away. Take it easy, Monty. Take it easy. It's been a pleasure. It's been an amazing time. Hi, I'm Adam and I'm 28. I joined the Men Unite page just over a year ago and I suffered myself with mental health, anxiety, and depression. I have done for 11 years. I got invited to the group by a friend just over a year ago. And I found it really hard to come to terms as a young male that I had mental health. Within four to five months, I began to see other people's stories and I realised I wasn't alone in any of this. I started sharing my experiences and my holidays and my bad days, to which then I received a message from Bids, who's an admin team member, and asked me to become part of the team. And that day changed my life. So now I have my confidence back and I wear my smile. So thank you to the admin team and for everyone else in it to help me find myself again. You're a great team and lads, remember, it's okay not to be okay and please speak up. Hey everyone, just quickly wanted to introduce myself. My own name is Ian and one of the admins on the Men Unite page. Um, my own mental health story started back when I was in, an early, when I was in my early teens. Um, where he was diagnosed with anxiety, panic attacks, and major depression. Uh, through the years, like my symptoms have got a bit worse, and I've gotten a little bit... Like, I have developed more mental health kind of illnesses and stuff, so I was diagnosed um, with anorexia and bulimia, and I've also suffered with self-harm for, I'm going to say, maybe 15-plus years. Um, but just kind of since joining the menus night page, I have really noticed that my confidence has definitely been boosted. I was invited onto the page by my friend Ads. Um, I think the page just allows everyone to come together and speak up and admit that it's okay not to be okay. Not everybody is, and it's fine.
Men Unite podcast with Bids and Monty.